0: Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here because we have a fun show to kick off Thanksgiving week here in the United States. No trip report this week. We had a last minute cancellation. So Scott joins me and we try something that is a lot of fun. We do five good minutes with Mike and Scott. So we take topics from the chat room as we recorded live and we talk five good minutes on those topics. We compare A Disney cruise to a Walt Disney World vacation. Which one is a better use of your money? Uh, Using Sunshine Flyer or uh, Mears Connect versus Uber or Lyft to get from MCO over to Walt Disney World. We also discuss if we think uh, annual passes will come back soon. Is the middle class being uh, priced out of Walt Disney World vacations? We discuss the new ginormous disney cruise line ship that is coming in 2025 the disney cruise line just built bought that was half built that's exciting news these and many other topics coming your way on today's show as always don't forget this show and all shows are brought to you by the magic for less travel check them out for all your disney trip planning needs the agents over at the magic for less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing walt disney world disneyland disney cruise line or Adventures by Disney Trip at no cost to you. They're going to get you the lowest price possible and help you plan the most magical vacation ever. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. As you do that shopping this busy holiday season, please click through our Amazon affiliate link. It's brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. Takes you right back to the Amazon site, Lickety Split. And we get a little commission on each purchase, and it really does help support everything we do here on the show. So please bookmark it and use it often. com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Podcast.
1: Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage.
0: Welcome to episode 2193 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you, and welcome to one of the best weeks of the year here uh, in the United States. It's Thanksgiving week, so hope you have a short work week wherever you are around the states and uh, getting ready for some relaxing time with friends and family and lots of football and turkey headed your way here shortly. So speaking of turkeys, today we have a pinch hitter. We're going to have a good time. I've been looking forward to this show. We had a last-minute cancellation for the trip report, but no problem, because we're going to make the best out of this situation and have a blast on today's show. Joining me it's your friend of mine from up in the mitten, Scotty G. Scott, happy Thanksgiving a few early. What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving week, Mike. Happy to be here. So, are you calling me a turkey? Because
1: you said speaking of Thanksgiving That's or right. speaking of turkey, yeah. we
0: got a guest
1: well, today. But well, yeah,
0: I mean, you're married to a turkey, right? You got a you got a wife who's I am married a to a, a turkey.
1: Yeah. She was born on Thanksgiving, right? There you go. Yeah. Yep. So I, yeah. So I'm ready to uh, ready to record this show. We have a fun topic, and I'm hope to hope to gobble up a lot of information today and get go, get rolling on it.
0: Yes. And we're in that great time of the year, right? I mean, you you're a big college basketball fan, so college basketball is getting rolling. Paige uh, works in college basketball up at UIC in Chicago. We got rivalry football games this weekend. I mean, you got the game. I know you don't like to talk about that, but you know you got a big big game in the Big Ten. Okay. You got the Iron Bowl going on. I mean, you just got. You know, last weekend's games were pretty pathetic. A lot of teams were kind of setting up for this coming weekend. And then you got championship weekend moving forward. It's just, it's a great time of year to be a sports fan and to be a Disney fan. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love this week. Um, As a team that's more, I mean, we've turned into a pretty big football school. We've been to the college football playoff, you know, but uh, I'm always like basketball season is more where it's at for me. I I, I was a season ticket holder for years. I think I need to re-up that again here soon, but. So yeah, so you got like the transition, like you're close to the end of the college football regular season, and then college hoops is starting at the same time. You get a week off, you know, to spend time with friends and family. This is like a really great week for me, usually, except for the fact that it's cold and it's getting
0: dark out so darn early. Other than that, it's a great week. I'm currently podcasting in a stocking cap, it's so cold already in St. Louis. It's too (laughs) soon. I mean, it's January cold here and it's not, you know, it's before Thanksgiving. So let's knock this off. We got to wait at least till January. Anyway, today we're going to have a good time. We, I did a show about the kind of like this about a month ago. I called it five good minutes with Mike and it comes from our chat room. We have lots of folks joining us today as we record and it's very simple. Uh, The chat room is throwing out topics even as we speak I have my timer set on my phone, and Scott's gonna. We're gonna go back and forth. This is gonna be much better than that show, and we're gonna go just five good minutes on that topic, discuss whatever we think about that topic, and then after five minutes, that's it. We're done. Even you know that that's as far as we're gonna go, Mid we sentence, can. you just stop well, on a no. dot. We can finish the sentence, <laughs> but if you want to continue, we could do it on a Sunday night show. We could expand out, call in, whatever. But this way, we can get in probably you know maybe you know seven or eight topics. And just kind of uh, touch the, the surface of things and, uh, you know, continue this on social media if you want. At so. first, I thought you
1: were about to say 20 topics. Like, we're going for, like, a record-breaking Three. length podcast today,
0: right? Uh, <laughs> no, it's Thanksgiving week, man. You got to, you know, everybody's packing it in, so I'm getting ready myself. Mm-hmm. All right, so our first comment comes from, and I got the timer going here in just a second. Well, I won't start it till we get going here. But uh, SmackDown Outdoors over on YouTube says, is the Christmas party truly worth the price let me hit start scott what do you think is it worth the price all right
1: so the key word here is truly because the question is in all caps i think that's what we're really focusing on here is it truly worth the price and as someone that goes through all these hard ticket events i'm actually going to the christmas party a week from today that this episode is being aired um i say it is not truly worth the price Um, you know, you're spending top a dollar to go in here just for a few hours. And while you get some great benefits, you get like the cookies and the hot cocoa, you get a great parade, um, unpopular opinion, but I think I like the Christmas parade more than the Halloween parade. I don't know why I just love that song. Like it just puts me in a really good spirit for the Christmas season ahead, but for the dollar you're paying, like that's all you're really doing. You're not doing any attractions or anything like that. So if you're not someone that goes often, like I do, it's just like a, single trip you know you're buying already buying a four or five day ticket you don't have an annual pass and then you're buying this on top
0: of it i really don't think it's truly worth it so i'll jump in here you know and again i come from the perspective of i don't like to spend extra money when i don't have to but i am also a huge christmas fan like i love just for example a couple nights ago coming down our street and one of the houses already has up the christmas lights and i mean I went nuts. Like I love, I haven't put ours up yet. I should have when it was 80 a couple days ago, but they have them on, they have them up and I'm like pumped and they're popping up around the neighborhoods and I'm just excited for that. So I love Christmas. I say it is worth it if you're a Christmas person and you do this only about once every three to five years, this is not worth it. It, it. To me, it's not a multiple, like a year thing and it's not even a multiple, like once every other year thing. You have to give this party a break because it is such a premium experience and you don't want anything to be, to feel kind of familiar. You want everything to be new and exciting. You want to almost have forgotten what the parade is about or what the songs sound like and what the fireworks look like, you know, and where you get your hot cocoa and your cookies and stuff like that. You know, I, I love the feel of the party and it is, I mean, I've said this many times, it's very much Uh, You know, if you if you like the old nostalgic, uh, you know, Christmas movies that you watch or if you like, you know, the classic view you get on a Christmas card walking down Main Street with the snope coming down and the projections on the buildings and the Christmas background loop playing. That's about as close as you're ever going to get to walking through one of those scenes that we've seen in movies or, you know, you've seen on a Christmas card. So is it worth it in that sense? Yes. But I just think if you do it a lot, it is so dang expensive. That you could spend your money other ways. We have we have a couple minutes left on this, Scott, and that so, and
1: that might be why I'm leaning that way, Mike, because yeah. like I went to it last year, you know. And yeah, I mean you could I spend your money it. other
0: ways. I mean, it, yeah. especially if you're a family, right? If you're single, mm. it, it changes the perspective mm. on things. But three people, right. it 150 each. That's, that's 450. That's dollars that's a, that's a
1: lot. And then another problem though that you have with it though, this is one thing I don't like about the hard ticket events like the Halloween party and the Christmas party is. It just shortens up Magic Kingdom hours so much. And then sometimes, like, depending on how your park reservations are, like the only way you might be able to see Magic Kingdom at night is if you book one of these parties, which is really frustrating. So sometimes I feel like that's kind of how I am. Like, you know, there's so many parties going on. Actually, when I'm there, like the week of Thanksgiving, they usually like don't do those parties or the week before Christmas or the week of. So there's select weeks where they're heavily on the parties. And like, sometimes if your trip is down there, like you kind of have to book it if you want to see the magic kingdom at night.
0: And that is kind of a shame because, you know, I think we all agree the magic kingdom is best at night with all the lights and just the atmosphere changes from day to night. Yeah. I agree with that. And also, you know, just to throw in that tip though, you know, a lot of folks do avoid the magic kingdom on party days. So if you're not really concerned about being there late into the night, Rope drop the Magic Kingdom on a party day, and a lot of folks aren't there. And you might say, Well, I'm not getting a lot of hours at the Magic Kingdom, but you can get a lot done in shorter hours and just have a more pleasant experience because you're not battling the crowds from nine o'clock in the morning till you know yeah. five o'clock in the evening. It's a more pleasant experience that whole period rather than you know maybe squeaking out a few extra hours later in the, in the evening. But you're right, I mean, but but finally, because we got about 30 seconds left on this, I would say not really worth it. I mean, it's a premium experience. It's a hundred percent for me. It's a splurge. If you really want to splurge, do it, but value wise, it's iffy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just, when you put, I want to do it every time I go, but when I really assess the question, like, is it truly worth the price? I think there's things I would rather spend for my family three, you hit it. My, my $450. Like I think I could do, get some better value on a, on a, on a week vacation than that.
0: All right. And here's the monorail chimes. So there's our good five minutes. So thanks for that question. Smackdown outdoors. Okay. We're going over to Facebook for our next one. It is Andrew joining us. And he says, better use of the money, a seven night cruise or a five day park trip, staying at a value resort. Start in the five minutes. I'll start this one off. Okay. So First of all, you got to kind of think about what you're looking for in your vacation. Are you looking to be active? Are you looking to be really on the go and, you know, kind of collect a whole lot of experiences? You know, theme parks are busy. Value resorts are busy in high energy and you're going to expend a lot of energy and you're going to be, you know, on the go a lot. A seven night cruise. Okay. Here's the, here's the advantages there. It's going to be way more relaxing A seven-night cruise, I mean, if you're talking Disney Cruise Line, which I'm assuming we are, you're going to be on the Fantasy, and so you're going to be on a very nice ship. You're going to be going to real awesome places. You're going to be going to the western or the eastern Caribbean, gorgeous real-world places, get real-world experiences, eat almost signature dining every night. You're going to have almost deluxe accommodations in your stateroom. You're going to have unlimited room service if you want that. You're going to have world-class entertainment at your disposal. Better use of the money, in my case, every time is the seven-night cruise. But that's where I'm starting. We can delve in more. But what do you think, Scott?
1: I 100% agree, Mike. So, and it's hard to say because some people are like not cruise people, right? Because they don't want their, they can't, they say like they can't swim. They're afraid of the ocean or the water, and which I totally get. And then there's people that aren't like, well, I'm a cruise person. I don't like going to the parks. I don't like busy crowds and all that. But if you take someone like you or me, Michael, like we're neutral. We like them both, right? Um, Like a person that enjoys both very much, I would still go with the seven-night cruise. Because, I mean, you hit a lot of the things there too. Like, you know, just the the relaxation, you know, it's just – and especially if like you have a bigger group, it's even better when you have like a huge group of friends. Like, I don't know like who's, who's all coming on the cruise or going to the parks, but I feel like you have more fun as a group on a cruise. But um, I will tell you, like out of all my Disney vacations, I always come back from a Disney cruise feeling like that was the best trip ever. Every time. And the night before, like, so we'll be leaving for Walt Disney world this week. Like I know I'm going to struggle to sleep before the night before a Walt Disney world trip always happens. But when it's the night before a cruise, like I am like five years old, man. I am like all wound yes. up. I can't go to sleep because I know I'm going to be on that ship the next day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sleeping on those beds that are just the most. I get my best sleep ever on Disney S- Cruise Line. Like, uh,
0: it's the same. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the rocking of the boat or it is the quality of the beds. The, those right. mattresses are in the sheets. And it's, and the, and the, it's, are it's awesome. the linens too. Yeah. Like exactly. the sheets yeah and yeah, everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the whole package of those beds are just just magical to me. And then with the question, it's five part days at a value. Like I I don't want to sleep on a value bed for five days when I can sleep on a, on the fantasy for seven. So easily the, the seven night cruise for me.
0: And I think too, you know, there's something to be said, and we love going to Walt Disney world. I mean, either one of these is a great proposition, but especially if you're going with your family, there's something to be said for every morning or not every morning on a seven night cruise, but probably four of those days. You're waking up in a different port of call and you have the opportunity to maybe go with your significant other or, you know, if your kids are traveling with you, however the family dynamic is, you know, honeymoon could just be your significant other. But to get off that ship and explore a different place in the world, in the real world, you know, maybe rent a sailboat for the day or, you know, get a Jeep or go snorkeling or, you know, go see how rum is made, you know, because as fun as Walt Disney World is, you're doing all those experiences, that's great. But you get, to, you get to get a taste of, you know, a little bit of the world outside of your comfort zone where you, you know, like for me in Missouri, you in Michigan, stuff that's kind of exotic to where we live. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, we, you know, going to Walt Disney World to get all the fantasy stuff. But I also, I think it's because I get to go to Walt Disney World more. that The, the cruises yeah. are just more exotic to me. You know, they're, like you said, I don't sleep at all before a cruise. Like, I get excited before a Walt Disney World trip. But, I mean, I get nutso before a cruise because it just feels, like, just so exotic. You know, it's big deal. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And
1: then one thing about a cruise is that, you know, you get those real world experiences that you were talking about. But then you get the, you know, the familiar, like, great service of a Disney cast member that you're so familiar with, right? Like, you know, I always say the best Disney service I ever get is on a Disney cruise line um, experience. Because I don't know what it is about those cast members, Mike, but they're just... Disney cast members are great, but the cruise line mem- members are just a little bit higher in service, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, totally. You always want to take them home. That, that's always. Awesome. I always <laughs> want to bring my serving team home with me and my room steward. All right. Well, great uh, question there. So let's get to the next one. And it is from Jason over on Facebook. And it says, Sunshine Flyer. I guess we could also include Mirrors Connect because kind of the same thing there versus lifter uber uber from mco so how to get now the replacement for magical express so scott what do you, you usually rent a car actually another option so let's just talk ground transfers from mco over to walt disney world talk about it
1: yeah so renting a car is always my favorite my number one i know that's not what the, the question is here and I'll, I'll address the question too but i just like the flexibility of having my own car like i mean for years all we did was magical express you know and and we absolutely loved it but then when my family started wanting to do more like resort hopping you know going to different resorts for dinner that wasn't our home it, be- it became challenging to take a bus to a park and then have to go to a resort from there it just was very time consuming so we found renting the car brought good value and then eventually uber kind of helped with that too right but from getting to MCO, yeah. So with the elimination of Magical Express, so there's like the Sunshine Flyer or the Mears Connect, or you could do a Lyft Uber. Um, I I recently did the Mears Connect. Now I was at a weird time of day. It was like 1245 in the morning, so not a whole lot of visitors. But it was not the greatest experience <laughs> for me. It took about it took about an hour and a half. I stopped at Gaylord Palms. There was another offsite resort. Like we were just hitting up everywhere in central florida before i finally got to my resort and i wasn't even the last one there were still other people on the bus yeah. that were going to be even longer so while there could be some good value there cost wise um i still like the lyft uber because for me it's safe i know there's some questions on that like is it safe you're you know you're riding with a stranger you know um, that could be kind of risky so if you have a bigger group the better um, mm. instead of being solo but uh, there's just some it's just efficient to me. It's a one way shot to where I wanna go. It might be a little, you know, a little pricier than maybe doing one of these Sunshine Flyers or the Mir's Connect, but I just feel like it's the most efficient way for me and it's gonna get me to my final destination a lot quicker.
0: So let me ask you this though, because you just you just did this last weekend. Um cost comparison compared to like what you would think you would have paid for a Lyft or an Uber compared to what you paid for Mir's right. Connect, was it a wash? I mean was it yeah? So you, I paid so
1: it was just me. So I paid sixteen dollars like one way. Oh, so you know it was on, cheaper uh, than an Uber. I mean probably but if it was a but if it was my family there, yeah. where there's three of us, we're doing sixteen times three, which That's is very true. close, yeah. which was close to the price of the Uber. So it, I guess it depends on your size. Like maybe we would have needed a bigger car, right? Because we would have had more luggage, so maybe add on like another twenty dollars. Like but so. you're talking maybe for like a family of three, like a thirty dollar difference maybe between the two. And as we always say on the podcast, time is money, especially on a, on a vacation, I'm going to spend the extra 30, whatever dollars it is to get to my destination quicker.
0: Yeah. For, for me, ever since I, I loved Magical Express, I, I did. I thought it was just a great service. Get there, get on the bus, chill out. You know, I'd always, you know, get out my electronics, start plugging in my external right. batteries, you know, getting everything set that way. Once I got to the hotel, I could, you know, either check in if my room was ready or drop my bags and go to the parks. <laughs> what a night. And uh, other than that, though, like what I would also do is just, you know, call when, when I got on the bus, I would call home and just say, OK, I landed, headed to the hotel. Now, without Magical Express, I tend to just I just land and I just grab my bags and I order an Uber. I mean, it's super simple because I've been traveling more solo. Like you just said, I have no problem riding solo. We've actually done this with Pam and, and Mallory, too. When we we're down for cheer. And it's just one of those things. You don't have to plan for anything with an Uber, right? You just, you don't have to do any prior planning. You just show up, grab your bags, walk outside, hit the app. A car usually shows up within five minutes and then you're over to your hotel within 30. I mean, it's just, right. and it, it's pretty cheap. You know, it's not bad and it's just low maintenance.
1: It is low maintenance. And like, it's way cheaper than renting a car too, right? Cause you're going to have this dollar fee that you have to pay for a car and you're going to have to pay for parking at the new resort. Now that's like a benefit they kind of took away, right? We had the free parking yeah. at the resorts, unless if you're DVC staying on points, that's like the only ex- exemption really. And then another thing we didn't talk about too is like the minivans as great as they are. Like, I don't think those are as good of a value because I feel like the price is just like racked up very high for a minivan.
0: Yeah. Th- that's one of those things that Disney realizes what they have, right? They have supply and demand. There's not a lot of them and they're popular, And they're just, you know, it's, it's premium as high as you can go lift. And so the Uber Disney fans want to get the Instagram picture. I mean, just like we did when they were free and they were doing marketing. I mean, mean, we were all over them that first weekend when they were running (laughs) them just to practice. But I mean, I get it. Right. I mean, there's only so many of them charge what you can get what you can, but yeah, I'd just rather grab an Uber and it's just like having your own personal chauffeur to get around property and not have to worry about pay to park and you get dropped off right at the front every time. So. that's another
1: benefit right you you park at these deluxe resorts you have to park like a mile away it's like a 15 football fields away from where you want to go um so yeah that's another extra benefit to the to the uber for sure
0: all right let's head back over to youtube and cynthia is tuned in over there and she says will annual passes ever return my daughter starts her disney college program in january and i hope to make several trips well first of all Congratulations to your daughter for getting into the college program and hope she has a wonderful, great experience down there at Walt Disney World. Makes lots of friends, gets lots of experiences. Everybody that does it talks about how awesome it is. I wish I would have done it when I was a kid. Um, But let's get to the topic at hand. Annual passes. Now, we did see, I don't know if you're watching the news today. I mean, it's kind of my job to to look at this stuff. But uh, Disneyland had the Magic Keys back on sale today, which is the modified annual pass for for uh, Disneyland. So there's something. <laughs> but did you see... Let me ask you this. Did you see in the news, though, that... I think it was like two days ago as we're recording. They announced that the prices are going to increase for annual passes at Walt Disney World. Yet, they're not even on sale. Like, you can't buy them. But when they yeah, do I go back that. on sale, the passes are going to be more expensive. Like, <laughs> that is the most... Just like read the room, right? I mean, like, how, like what company does that? I mean, I like Disney. Don't get me wrong. But when I was thinking about that, I'm like, who would have the audacity or just like, like just to not even read the room to say, when we put this back on you can't buy it. People want this, but you can't buy it. But when you do, the price is going to be more expensive. I just think that is so bizarre. But
1: slap in the face. talk about like, it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we want this product but uh but guess what we still have pricing for it and it's increasing (laughs) but guess what it might not be you know a few months still until we sell it like yeah yeah, I, i hate that and i don't know like you mentioned the news about the about disneyland and that's that's promising for walt disney world i feel like you know they're bringing those back at disneyland so it brings hope you talked about the pricing too right seeing the increased pricing which is like a bummer but it still brings hope right that the annual passes are returning because I'm, I'm realizing like how valuable I find an annual pass, so I, I kept renewing mine and um, my family's, which I'm so thankful for. Because I know so many people like that, and you're you're part of that too with your family, like that just let them lapse during you know the early stages of COVID. Because we're like, well, I don't know when I'm ever going to come again. You know, but it was uncertain when the parks were going to open and all that, and you know, traveling was down. And I kept mine. And I'm so thankful for it because I wouldn't be able to make these like quick weekend trips. Right. Like I wouldn't be able to go down for three days um, buying a three day hopper like five different times a year. Like that, that just, that would be so expensive. Like when you look at the pricing of tickets. So I'm very thankful. I had the annual pass and just, I'm very, I I think it's coming. I don't think it's going to happen in 2022. I think it's going to be like in that first quarter of 2023 that we're going to see them come back like a January or February.
0: Yeah, if I had to guess, it would be. I, I would say yeah, probably around February that they might go back on sale. And same reasoning. I mean, if you're just reading the tea leaves, why would you announce a price increase for a product you do not plan on selling? Like, if you have a, if you don't even have a plan to sell this on at all in the future. Why make that announcement? Like, why even put a price out there? Right. You know, like if it's, if it's, if you're doing away with I
1: it. I guess maybe for the renewal, right? Because the renewal would have gone up too. Maybe. So yeah, if you I have guess. an existing pass and you can, that's the only way you can do it is if you renew. Yeah, so that
0: makes sense. Because I
1: saw that that increased too, along with it. So that would be the only way I can think of if they weren't going to sell new ones. It was for the renewal.
0: But I mean, you got to remember, Disney wants people to buy Magic Your Way tickets and not annual passes because. Right. It's exactly what you just said. They would much rather have a family come down and buy, you know, four sets of Magic Your Way tickets for five days in a hotel stay than do exactly what we do and you do, like for race weekends. They don't want us coming down and staying at Pop Century with an annual pass. I mean, when I go down for for Marathon solo, I have my annual pass. I'm going down on a discounted rate at the hotel. You know, I don't eat real expensive at the fancy restaurants. I don't spend a lot of money. Disney does not want me taking up that space where some, you know, to me, to them, I am a very low desire guest. Yeah. Right. Because but it, and that's what's sad is I've paid a fortune for that annual pass. I forked out all that money on that annual pass, but they don't see it that way because it's like price per day or something or per hour. Right. I'm not a price per hour guy, but I have forked out, you know, over a thousand bucks for that AP.
1: Yeah, that same room could fit four people on a Magic Your Way ticket. Yeah, exactly. And i make
0: it a lot more revenue.
1: Disney would just give you the boot. Like, all right, yeah, we're canceling your reservation.
0: Right. You know, they're like, I don't want this solo guy that's going to go over and eat at Pecos Bills. I mean, you know, they don't want yeah. that. Could you imagine if they started doing that? Like, if there
1: was, like, a wait list for, like, rooms. Because, you know, on the travel side, right? Like, rooms, like, sell out for certain oh. dates. And then start wait waitlisting. It's like, well, can you tell us your family size? Well, I will well, tell six you, six of us. Okay, we're going we're gonna to kick out this solo guy.
0: I will tell you real quick, because it's five minutes, but I've had guests at the Magic for Less tell me they weren't sure that they wanted to keep their annual pass, but they have renewed, and I've heard this from many, many people, they renewed it simply because they didn't know if they'd ever be able to get it back. Like, they're not renewing it necessarily because they want to, they're renewing it out of fear that they won't be able to get it back. Because if you don't, you're out you of luck know. until... Yeah. yeah it's, and that isn't how it should be. It's, it's not. All right. So let's get to the next one. Uh, Okay. uh, Smackdown has another one here. Price doesn't matter. Would you pick a Disney world? Well, we kind of talked about that Disney world or Disney cruise. We kind of already hit that. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, John, John Luther's got one here. Topic with marathon weekend coming up and it is coming up quick people. What are your tips for first timers? I love this topic. All right, Scott, give us, give us, let's start tips for first timers, marathon weekend tips for first timers. I would say like, don't
1: overdo like your park days, you know, like I, if you, if you frequent Walt Disney world and you have never done a run Disney race, like I don't know what your touring strategy is, but a lot of times you might want to take, take into a nighttime show, right? Like a spectacular, like a harmonious or enchanted, enchanted. you might not want to do that over marathon weekend because you're going to be standing a lot longer, you know, for these shows that they're later at night at nine o'clock and we all know how difficult it is to exit one of those shows. Right. So, you know, you see a nine o'clock fireworks show, you might not be back to your room till 10, 10 30. Mm-hmm. And then you got what a four and a half, five hour wake up call coming. So I would definitely stay away from the nighttime shows. I mean, you can still go to the parks late, but or late in the evening, but don't go super late. Like try to get out of the parks by like, Six o'clock, try to have a sit down meal. Like just stay off your feet as much as possible over those weeks because um, it, it's just a completely different touring strategy that you would have on a normal vacation.
0: Yeah, I want to kind of piggyback on exactly what you said because I think that is crucial. People need to hear that. There's there's a different mindset, especially for marathon weekend, even over Princess, Springtime Surprise, and Wine and Dine. If you're doing it, if you're doing like the Dopey Challenge, Goofy, something like that, if you're doing one of the the half or the full, because those for some reason we get like funky weather a lot of times in January, either really cold or really hot. And that really kind of, kind of like wears on your body during the race. So you got to keep your body fresh as possible. But when I go down for marathon weekend, since I do dopey and you do as well, I always look at it. I tell myself it is not a vacation. I'm going to Walt Disney World and I have a good, I have a great time over. Mar- don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't have a great time because I get to see friends. I never see, except usually marathon weekend. Some of the, you know, some of our lizards, I only see them on this weekend alone. They don't go to the other race weekends. You know, we, we have more lizards that go to marathon than any other weekends. So we have a blast. But I always look at it almost like it's a business trip. I'm going down there for a focused reason. I'm going down there to run four races. that doesn't mean I don't go into the parks. I do. But I, a lot of times I just go see Carousel of Progress or I go to Tiki Room. I'll do the Jungle Cruise. But I will not stand in a line for 45 minutes because here's another tip. Standing in line is worse than walking around in the parks for your body. It will kill your back. It'll kill your legs. Standing is terrible. You want to avoid standing Walking is way better than standing still. So watch that. Have good meals over marathon weekend. Schedule ADRs, you know, go to lounges and sit and have a drink and have appetizers, eat, sit, just be off your feet and relax. It's a very different mindset. Don't you worry about genie plus and stuff. If you get caught up in that kind of stuff over marathon weekend, that can be a recipe for disaster because you're chasing times.
1: Yep. You hit one other thing I was going to mention in like, You might not be a table service person, not everyone. I know you like to, I'm mixed, right? Mike, you like to have a counter service and the table service. I like that too, but I think it's crucial. And I would highly recommend having an ADR at a table service restaurant every night for dinner because, you know, it might be a little more expensive, but like you get to sit down for a while. Like it's a slower paced meal like for a table, for, for a counter service, you might be standing in line a long time, wait, either ordering or waiting for your mobile order. Then it's stressful walking around to try to find a table. You just want to remove as much stress as you possibly can. Cause there's already stress. Like if you're doing the marathon, 26.2 is going to be stressing you like yeah. already, for you real? know, and we're still like 60 days away. I'm stressed so, right
0: now. Like just you, exactly. sweating under the stocking cap that I'm recording yeah. in right now. I just said that.
1: Yeah. So you can remove, you can do yourself a favor and just like have your meals planned already. Like I'm not one that, like to plan 60 days out, you know, like I like I like to like, you know, see what's available like a few days before. But like I, I recommend right now getting those table service meals reserved, get that out of the way so you can have stress free meals um, at a reasonable time, like four or five o'clock is what I do. Every yes. I know everyone's a little bit different, but I like to get back to the hotel, maybe go into the hot tub or do a little night swimming, just relaxing before the big days, because those are early morning wake up calls. They're going to, you're going to be, you're going to hit the pillow
0: and you're going to be up like two minutes later. And like. you're probably first time you're not going to sleep at all. Anyway, I still don't <laughs> sleep on marathon weekend ever. And it's terrible. Cause I just fight it. I'm like, I got to go to sleep. And then I can't, but real quick, you mentioned something kind of in passing that's super important. Schedule your ADRs earlier than you normally do. Like I always eat around four or four 30, but that is the optimal time to eat. You might think, Oh, it's too soon. Even three 30 sometimes. Because then you're finishing your meal, you have time to relax, get back to the hotel, and wind down. You know, you do not want to be f- starting a meal at six and then it takes forever. You got to pay your bill and you're not even leaving the theme park or the restaurant until eight. And then you're trying to get back at nine and you're like, oh, I got to get my bibs on my shirts and stuff like that. Last thing, because the bell's about to go off, make sure you have Memory Maker. Gotta have Memory Maker because you gotta get all the pictures. That's the best Good money call. you can spend. That's do a great your, tip. I remember buying the photo package before they had Memory I Maker. Man, you. I paid a fortune in 2015 for my pictures. Oh my! I think I paid 250 bucks just for one race, just for the marathon. It was I was getting robbed. It's so. I remember I did that
1: for my first marathon, and like, and like, I feel like the photo pass photos are better quality. Like those are way better than what oh, I paid yeah. for for. Hundreds yeah, of dollars. They are.
0: <laughs> and remember, don't get caught walking. When you see the people in the tents, the photographers, you got to you gotta do something cool. You got to look like you're really getting it. And then as soon as you go past them, then you can do whatever you want. You get to crawl, like, But you got to look like you're getting it when you're going past the photographers. You know, you really got uh, 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 to... Just, just saying. It looks awesome. Okay. Yeah, we you got, just got to sell it. You might be <laughs> you dead. You
1: know, you it. might... <laughs> You might have a broken, sprained ankle like I did one marathon, but when I see a photographer,
0: I'm percent 100%, 100%, man. You got to just give it for the picture and then just once you get beyond them, who cares, man? You can puke. It doesn't matter. All right, Jason's got one here on Facebook. If you could add onto Hollywood Studios, what would you add? Good question. What, do you, what would you add? What? What's missing at the studios? We got a Hollywood theme. What could we add on to that to make this park even better? Maybe think about like Something from like Disneyland or Disney California Adventure, or maybe one of the foreign parks. Is there anything we'd like from there?
1: You know, the studios have like done a lot with Star Wars and we got a lot of Toy Story and Pixar stuff. And I know we got this new Woody's like or the barbecue restaurant that's coming. But we've been saying it for years, Mike, and it's just a money-making machine, right? We need a like a Pixar or a Toy Story character meal. Like that is one big thing that's missing for me, you know, like and you can keep like, Buzz and Woody, like they're all the time, you know, because those, those are like the two standouts for me. And I think most people, when you think of like Pixar, but then maybe you can have interchangeable characters you can bring in, you know, you got this huge catalog of Pixar movies and you can just keep it fresh and kind of like what they do at Hollywood and Vine, I guess, like with the seasonal dining, mm-hmm. you know, like many used to like change their outfits or whatnot. And I know like maybe that's two heavy character meals and one, you know, one theme park, but I think it would be good. It'd be a great balance and it would just, Kids would just love it. Like, I, and I know I would love it too as an adult. Like, I would love to have like a Toy Story character meal.
0: No, I, I 100% agree with you there. I've, I've said this for years. Like, if they had a character meal with Buzz Woody, Bullseye, Jesse, I mean, just throw anybody, Potato Head, Slinky Dog, any of the minor characters, RC somehow in there. You, what, I, it doesn't matter. Any minor character, you could have, um, the prospector, whatever, you know, smells a lot or whatever the bear is. What's that bear that had the smell?
1: Oh, um it's what Grump- it smells <laughs> like Grump- it's it Grump- 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 We have a doc right now, Trolls he's gonna us. be trolling
0: us on Twitter. No, but uh anyway. Lotso. Lotso. I mean and you could just to rot- oh, the right, you could rotate in and out the minor characters, but like the fact that we do not have that in Walt Disney World in like a Chef Mickey's style breakfast, lunch, right. dinner buffet boggles my mind. I mean, you could charge whatever you wanted and get it for that meal. I mean, Chef Mickey's is insanely expensive for a buffet. You're paying for the experience to meet the Fab Five. Super simple. Don't have to wait in line. Decent food, but it's buffet food, but it's good food. You're getting to eat in the contemporary. That's awesome. The monorail is going over your head. That's awesome. But, I mean, you could charge that much or more for the Toy Story characters because there is such a generation that grew up with those characters. We don't have that insanity. There must be some kind of reason. There must be some kind of, like, licensing. They can't do it. I don't know. I'm not smart enough, but you're exactly right. Now, the thing I would add to the studios, and they they were going to do this before Jim Henson passed away, was Muppets. Just blow it out. Have more Muppets because... Is is stale in a way, and I'm saying stale not in a terrible way, but just because it's been there and it's. I like this because it's like a time vault, Muppet Muppet Vision, right? I love it every time I go. Like I get a kick out of it, except for the uh, the the little animated guy. What's his name? I, I can't remember. Oh. His name. Yeah, he's okay. he's I annoying as name. anything. Yeah, I, I don't know why that guy's in there, but the Muppets—he's—he's he's, like, he's not memorable because we can't even think of the guy. Yeah, yeah. he bugs me. Like he comes out of the 3D, the, the little guy. Like forget him. But the real Muppets, like it's cla- right. There's so many classic lines just in this one show. You got Sam Eagle. It's a glorious three three hour finale. You got you got five, 30 seconds. You know, it's like the whole thing is amazing. And if they could have expanded that out, because I know Mama Melrose was going to be a Muppets restaurant. That was kind of the plan. Man, I still think people would just love if they could expand out, do maybe a Muppet coaster, maybe a Muppet dark ride where you go through, you know, the great Muppet caper, maybe just all some of the scenes from classic movies, like the movie ride was going to be. I just think even though the Muppets aren't represented like they used to be, I think people would embrace it, especially people our age. I love Muppets.
1: Yep, and you, you talked about the movie ride. So, like, I love Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think it's great. I actually like it more than Rise of the Resistance. I know that's not a popular th- opinion. But I wish they could have somehow kept the great, the great movie ride and moved Mickey and Minnie's to, like, the Courtyard Animation where Disney Junior is. Like, I feel like we could have had both. So, like, my add-on would be to move Mickey and Minnie's over to the Animation Courtyard area and bring back the great movie ride because that's what Hollywood Studios is all about. It's Hollywood. Bring back more streetmosphere too. That would be another thing I would want to add on. It's not adding on, like, an attraction or a ride, but that is, like, high entertainment right there. You know, the streetmosphere, like, with the background music, the 30s and 40s music. It's, like, old Hollywood. Like, that is really what's missing from the park for me.
0: No, I agree. Because, I mean, really, when we kind of fell in love with Disney's Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios back in the day, for at least for, I mean, I'm speaking for me, is that it was a working studio back then. You had the back lot tour, but you had the streetmosphere. You know, you had people pretending to make movies on Sunset Boulevard. They would draw you in. They would say, oh, here, get in the shot. You know, and they'd, you know, they'd frame you with their hands like, oh, you're the, you're the perfect casting type we're looking for. And then you would be involved in a scene. And, you know, this dad from Kansas would be walking down. Oh, no, that's not how you walk as a movie star, you know. And, you know, even if you weren't the person that was involved with the street Mosphere characters, I mean, I'd almost be rolling on the ground laughing, just watching these unsuspecting guests, you know, from like Toledo, Ohio, that don't want to be involved, but they, they got, they had a way to suck people in and get them to do crazy stuff. And I just love that. Like, I didn't go to the, to that park for that, but that was the reason why I had a good time when I was at that park. Those are your best memories of the park. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. And it's, just add it. Like you don't need a billion dollar
1: coaster or however many, how much money these things cost. You just need people, mm-hmm. you know, Talented like, let's, people. let's bring in some people to do this, like reenacting with the, with the guest again. That would just be so perfect for me.
0: All right, last topic. I'm going to throw this one in. So it's the last topic I'm going to give this one. And uh sorry, we had some issues today technically, but we've hung in here and hopefully you've hung with us. We're going to get these resolved for next show, but we're going to be fine. Hopefully I've got this edit pretty good. Uh, last thing, when we were recording this show, this day we found out that Disney Cruise Line had purchased this ship that is halfway done being built. The, the, the ship itself is be, is finished, but the inside is not. And this thing is a massive ship that is going to hold 6,000 passengers, 2,300 crew, way bigger than the dream or the fantasy or the wish or the magic or the wonder it's going to be enormous. The ship is not going to sail in the United States. It's prob- It was made for the Asia market. Um, this other company was building it right as the pandemic hit. They went bankrupt because obviously the, the cruise industry shut down while this ship was being built. Had a big old bill, you know, so they couldn't finish it. So it's been sitting just half done for about a year. And it's been for sale for a long time. And it was about this close to being sold for scrap. that Because that, it couldn't get anybody to buy it. And so... Disney last kind of like at the 11th hour jumps in and buys this cruise ship. They're going to finish it. And we've seen artist renderings today. It's going to look like the other ships, but it's going to be way bigger. It's going to have three funnels instead of two. Um, rumor is it may have a casino because it's going to be in Asia. So, Scott, what are, let's talk about this. What does this mean to have? Because this ship is unlike the others in the fact that, A, it, it's probably going to be based in Asia because Disney Cruise Line does not have a presence there. But this ship is more going to be akin to like the massive Royal Caribbean ships. Good move or bad move? Or what are your thoughts?
1: I think it's a good move. Like, I think it's good for the, for the, for the company. When you look at the big picture of Disney, I think it's because you're going to tap into this market that they're not really in. Like if it goes to Asia, I mean, you got some theme parks in there, Mm -hmm. but to get into the cruise line, you're talking 6,000 passengers. Crazy. Like when I first heard that, I was like, how's it going to go to Castaway Key? Like, that's going to be awful. <laughs> but then like, you know, it makes sense. Like it's not going to be a Caribbean cruise. Right. Um But yeah, it's just gonna, I mean, just think of like the amount of like income it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be heavy cost up front, but I think it's going to be a great decision when you think on the business side of the company, because you're going to be getting all these extra passengers that probably never done Disney cruise line. You're hitting another section of the world and i know we were on a group chat earlier today about this and sign me up like i i will fly out there and want to experience this it might be a once in a lifetime event for me where like you just take 2 to 3 weeks off you just tour that part of the world and you do all these other things and then maybe end it off with the sailing on this massive disney ship
0: yeah i'm i'm all for it because you know disney cruise line needs capacity on their ships now this again this ship won't be competing with A lot of the folks who book Disney Cruise Line right now, because most of the folks that I book at the Magic for Less, we're looking for cruises to the Caribbean or to the Bahamas, you know, maybe the Med, uh, stuff like that. So this is going to be a totally different market for most of us. I'm just super curious about this because I have sailed like Freedom of the Seas, which was the biggest ship in the world at the time on Royal. And I I like I loved it. Like I it was I mean, it literally was a floating city. It was insane. Big casino, big Gigantic shopping mall right down the gut, I mean it was it was insane. Like I just I couldn't get over how big this thing was. I'm excited to see Disney. You know they're they're pretty conservative usually when it comes to buying something like this. So I think since it was like the 11th hour, they must have got this ship for a song, right? And it's if you think about it, it's kind of perfect because it's halfway built, so they won't have to spend so much time. But the interior is not, so they can take this ship, this this you know the the hull. And they can make it their own, right? I mean, it's almost perfect because they don't have to like retrofit anything. They can go ahead and make it they a They got Disney the blank, ship. they got the canvas. Yeah, for and, the and interior. they can just paint the outside and bam, let's rock because it, it's supposed to sail in 2025. Yeah. So,
1: on those, so I've only been like on the Dream Class ships for Disney. I haven't been on any other cruise lines. So, you know, we got the three restaurants on those ships, which, well, had like what, 2,000 passengers r- roughly? Like, yeah, what is yeah. the, yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, how many restaurants are they going to have on the six thousand passenger? I don't know what they had on the Royal, but I'm just thinking, like, it's got to be. I mean, you got to feed six thousand people if you have A full
0: well, uh, Royal, the restaurants. There's not a lot of them, but they're just gigantic. Like they're like when we sailed Freedom of the Seas, like our main re- the, one of the main restaurants was four stories. Like, oh wow, It told you what floor to go onto your restaurant. I mean, it's it, it was in, like you went to Leonardo's, but you were like on Leonardo's like floor three. It was crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you got to get you gotta get there like 20 minutes early because it's gonna take you 20 minutes once you get to the check-in. It's desk like a, it's like an apartment. Yeah,
0: it was like an apartment store or something. It was it was nuts. Yeah. But it was exotic. The, the casino thing is interesting,
1: right? Because like Disney, I mean, we joke on the podcast, like, oh, Disney needs to get into the gambling with the ESPN, the Odyssey, and all that. But um I could I bet you probably how this ship was built though, they probably have a giant space that's meant for like a casino. Dude. And Disney could do something else with that space, obviously, right? That would be very interesting, but being not being like a states, United States cruise, I could see them adding the casino. And you know, me, that's another plus for me to want to try
0: that out. Well, see, I do listen to, I mean, obviously, I work in the travel industry, so I listen to a couple podcasts that focus on the cruise industry. And this has been there's been a lot of speculation on who's going to buy this ship or if anybody was going to buy it because they were going to sell it for scrap. Nobody was buying it. I'm shocked that Royal didn't because it kind of fits the Royal profile more than anybody. But then Disney jumps in and buys, I couldn't believe it when I saw this on Twitter. And then to me, though, I I think and I have no insider information on this. We only know it for like three hours at this point. But this is the perfect opportunity for Disney to put a casino in a ship because I don't think you're going to get a a lot of, uh, you know, uh, backlash from it because this ship's going to be far enough away from the state's. You're not gonna hear a ton about it here. You know, like mm-hmm. this is a good test market. And like you said, there are people that want that on a cruise. There's I'm sure there's people that sail on Disney Cruise line because they don't have casinos. I like that they don't. I'm not game. Yeah. I mean I don't really care. Like I mean I do too. I, like I, I don't, don't care. you don't
1: necessarily want that on a on a ship. I, I'm with you.
0: But I mean some but. people like want to gamble. Like that's one right. of the reasons they go. They want to play, you know, cards, they want to uh, slots and craps mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, it's it what it is. I mean, what it's no it's a form of entertainment. You know, it's just another thing to do on the ship. And with a ship that big, you're going to need stuff to do. Yeah. And then in the chat. I see like Mickey Slots. I've
1: never seen like Disney
0: affiliated with like anything <laughs> gambling, but that would be a
1: riot. If you get 3 Mickeys, you know, you win the jackpot. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Okay. That's when Walt rolls over in his grave. Maybe maybe, I don't know because the thing is, I mean, and we've talked about this and I I truly think Disney is, and this is the last one we got wrapped, but Disney is slow walking towards gambling. I mean the the and I'm not you know I, I'm not a gambler. I don't gamble just because I, I I'm too cheap, right? I'm like if I were to lose money on a on a bet, I would just I would feel like I'd want to throw up, even if it was five bucks. I'm like, I got nothing out of that five dollars. I got nothing in return for that. So I've just never got into it. And I'm scared like if I got into it, I'd get like addicted to it like too, so I just don't go down that path. But it's, you know, I just think Disney with owning ESPN, and if you watch any sporting event anymore, I mean, you get odds on, you know, the scroll at the bottom has like the odds and the betting lines. And over the last five years, betting has just become just ingrained with sporting events like no other thing. And Chay Pick has even said this, the Disney executives are slow walking the company towards gambling. It's I think in the next five years, it would not shock me to have something like this. It's getting there.
1: Yeah. The, the Odyssey sports book at Epcot, I'm telling you it's going to happen, but yeah. And I would not I mean, mind that. Cause I, you know,
0: yeah. Hey, bring it.
1: I know we didn't necessarily mean to go on this path, but you absolutely hit it. Right. Like with ESPN, like you watch any kind of ball game. It could be, I mean, football is the most bet sport, you know, for gambling wise, but like you can bet on baseball, hockey and all that. And like, anytime you see like a, a live game, they're showing all those odds. It's, it's, how we watch sports is so interesting. You see that when you're actually in the events too, at a, at a game, you see that. So it's a market that Disney's not currently in and that I'm sure they want to get into because it's very profitable. Right. So, and they're all about making profits.
0: And I've had people tell me like, how do you watch a game and not bet on it? Because you don't have any skin in the game. Well, I, you know, I just like sports for the pure joy of sports. And a lot of times, you know, I do have a rooting interest. Like either it's like an sec team. Like I root for our league. I root for my schools. Um, But, I mean, if I had a bet on a game, I'd be miserable. Like, that's why I do not play fantasy football. Because I used to be hooked on fantasy football for, like, five or six years when I first started teaching with a bunch of my teacher friends. And it ruined me. Like, I'd be rooting against the Rams because I wanted, like, the guy for the Chargers to score a touchdown so I could win my game. I'm like, I'm totally hating on, like, the whole sport. Like, I'm not enjoying this game. I'm just hoping, like – this guy that's on Monday Night Football, like, gets hit by a bus on the way to the game so he doesn't beat me. You know, it's like, what am I, what have I turned into? Like, it's terrible. Like, I just, just turned you yeah, into a Yeah, it takes
1: enjoyment out of the games, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's best to stay away.
0: <laughs> anyway, that took a terrible turn. But that's how my brain worked. I was like, I got to quit playing fantasy football. Like, I got I to gotta walk away from this and just watch the games and enjoy them and eat chips. <laughs> anyway, so that was five minutes with Mike and Scott. Five good minutes. With, uh, you know, seven good minutes of internet issues. But, hey, we're here. We hope you had a good time with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday with listener questions. And Friday we'll have a show for you as well for Black Friday. But we appreciate you hanging out with us. Don't forget our shows are always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs over at themagicforless.com. As you do that shopping this week on Amazon, please do click through our Amazon affiliate link. It supports everything we do. It's Podcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you, really, a very, very big thank you to our patrons who make all these shows possible over at patreon.com slash Our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. So come on over and join us this week. Scott's on the Instagram and Twitter at EPSCOT, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be our Guest Mike. We'd love to hear from you this week. And of course, Sunday night, eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock. Nope. Seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central. It's just going to be us this week. Cause Scott's going to be down at Walt Disney world. So give me a call. Let's talk Disney. We could talk about the cruise ship. We could talk about any of these topics or anything that is on your mind Sunday night. Join me on Facebook or YouTube. All right. So we get back together again on Wednesday. You guys have a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon.